Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Water Trio Astrology Podcast. We're going to be taking a look at the astrology of the week starting Monday, June 3, and I'm here with my dear friends and colleagues, Alicia and Cassandra. How are you both doing today? Hey, Kel. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Lishi. Hey, Cass. How are you guys? You know, I always, I always feel like we're a bit of like young talent time when we do this. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Speaking of, of Mercury and Cancer Week, I just come yeah, out with yeah, that yeah. Michelle. And uh, we have we to explain? backstory this. So when yeah, we were doing our pre-show chat, <laughs> we, I don't even know how we started randomly. I think Leisha Pokemon. Was saying, it was oh, we were Pokemon. Pokemon, which led to My Little Pony, which led to discussion of like other toys that were popular when we were kids. And I'm like, this is a random conversation. <laughs> <laughs> our children taking answer. us back to our childhood. Yeah. <laughs> So random, like Care Bears and Cabbage Patch Kids. And then um, we realized, of course, that Mercury does move into Cancer this week. I think Tuesday the 4th. Is it the 4th or 5th for you gals in Australia? Well, I'm not sure because it's I'm the working fifth on an American here. calendar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got the same data I do, Cass. So Tuesday the 4th if you're in uh, North America. Yeah. And, and it's 6 a.m. here on the east coast of Australia. Wednesday the 5th in Australia. Yeah, so just a bit of a a shift in the mental vibe. So you too might take a walk down memory lane this week. (laughs) (laughs) What toys did you like as a kid? (laughs) Totally random. Absolutely (laughs) random. It really is. Yeah, it is very random. So if we take a step back, what are we going to talk about this week? Are we going to go chronologically? I guess. Yeah, well, that starts you up, doesn't it, Kel? Yeah, but I'm going to dive in because we've got the new moon in Gemini coming this week, uh, Monday the 3rd. Leash, you'll have to tell me when it is in Australia because I don't have that info prepared it's yet. The, it's the same. It's it's 8pm on Monday the 3rd here. Okay, so it's an early morning new moon. So Gemini 12 degrees on Monday, June 3. So this is one of those lovely weeks that it's a new week. It's really the start of a new month business-wise first Monday and we've got a new moon. So it definitely has that feeling of freshness, newness, and where do you want to go from here kind of vibe. Um, So there's a lot of curiosity. I really love lunations in Gemini, whether it's the new moon in Gemini, which we have this week or the full moon in Gemini, which of course happens about six months from now. I like the lunations in Gemini for a lot of socializing, a lot of chit chat, a lot Mm. of mingling and meeting new people So it's definitely a great week to, you know, go that extra mile to make a connection with someone who's interesting to you or who you find really curious. Um, But what do you guys think about the new moon in Gemini? Well, I love the new moon in Gemini. I mean, everybody comes out of their little caves, I feel like, and just wants to chat and socialize. Um, The last few new moon groups that I've done in Gemini, it's like, you know, I've got 14, 15 people in the room and everybody's like, you can't settle them down. Everybody wants to chat. Nobody ever wants to leave because they're too busy, you know, just drawing on each other and finding out information and and being in that curious vibe. I think one of the other things you were talking about, Kel, about the connections, it's like, I always think of Gemini, like the the pollinator, the butterfly that Mm -hmm. flits from flower to flower, (laughs) not because it's, flitty but because it's which it definitely is but it takes pollen from one flower and passes it on to another and then 
that then goes to another. And so without the butterfly, without that passing of information, the facts can't be melded together. We can't kind of see the bigger picture uh, and things can't grow up out of it. So it is that passing back and forth. You know, it's a really beautiful new moon to actually listen to what's coming in, but also then passing out from that as well. Um, I remember when I went to, this is a weird story, but when I was at John of God years ago in Brazil, it's kind of one of those spiritual places where you had the synchronicity. So I'd sit at breakfast at a table with one group of people and they'd tell me something. And then I'd move to another table at lunch and chat with somebody else. And they needed to hear that information. And then at dinner time, it was like a whole new cycle of that happened. And and the passing and the changing and, and after days, what was able to be incorporated and and what people were really able to learn from each other was huge. It was amazing and beautiful and so transformative um, in a place like that. So, yeah, that's kind of Gemini and the new moon for me. Cass, what about you, hon? Yeah, well, I'm a bit of a fan of the new moon and Gemini, not going to (laughs) lie. I mean, uh, this one is pretty much on my ascendant, so (laughs) I think it's going to be a bit of a busy one for me. Um, where will I be? I don't know. <laughs> I'll be somewhere in Oregon at this time. Uh, when, um, cause of course we're recording a little bit in advance, but, um, yeah, I mean, I really do. I've always liked the, the Gemini vibe from the fact that it's, it's getting out of your, you know, out of things. It's a little bit about uh, the connection. It's movement. It's, you know, air, it's mutable. It's, you know, this exchange of ideas and brainstorming or, you know, after the Taurian vibes of stillness, it's, you know, the cogs are starting to turn and get a little bit busy again. Um, And I am somebody, as much as I do personally love my um, still time, I only like it for a little bit (laughs) and then I like to kind of get busy again. So it is kind of nice to have that sense of, uh, you know, connection and busyness. The new moon in Gemini can help us, um, you know, get that brainstorming of ideas. You know, what do we want, you know, for the future in a way or, um, it's, you know, getting us re-inspired after that Taurus time, which is lovely to relax and unwind and take it easy, but it's like, okay, back to business and let's kind of get on up and on with things. Um, and what I really love about the new moon in Gemini uh, and the whole Gemini vibe is just being able to mentally connect um, with others or, you know, conversation, communication, getting on the same page, getting on the same wavelength and sharing thoughts and ideas and experiences with others is always a little bit exciting. Yeah. 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 I love that. And I love that piece where you took it from the Taurus. It's almost like those things that we produced under the Taurus new moon the, the month previous, it's like they've solidified now, you've grounded them, they're done, and now it's time to kind of bring in new ideas, new thoughts, new inspirations to whatever might have yeah, been Yeah, it's like that, things coming out of the pipeline. Area. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like things were in the pipeline, now they're coming out in a way. So, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I just love that, that, that shift, that energy shift of, movement um that's just a bit of a a personal thing I like to kind of get on with things after a while so it's like yeah put down the chocolate let's get busy (laughs) what about you Kel here I am with the big block of the 
Oh stuff yeah, here, it anyway. sounds delicious. Um, I definitely think it it does have this busy, activating kind of quality to it. It's a very yang kind of energy. And, you know, the ruler of the new moon is Mercury, who will also be in Gemini at the mm. time of the new moon. So it just really amps up that socializing, that connecting, that mingling, that cross-pollination that you mentioned, Leash, like just taking bits and pieces of what you found interesting, passing it on, picking up other things. So I think it'll be a really kind of stimulating and engaging and lively start to the week. Um, so, and it's, you know, it's the start of a, a new lunar month. So it's definitely that idea of like planting seeds for the next four weeks. What do you want to do? What do you want to get activated? It's time to get moving. It's one of those kind of classic Mondays, which is like, yes, let's start afresh. And it's such a Mercury week, isn't it? Like, you know, it starts with that focus in one of Mercury signs and then we go to Mercury changing signs and later on we've got Mercury and the um, sextile with Uranus and then we've got Venus moving into one of Mercury's signs. So it's kind of like Mercury, 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 like lots of lightness and curiosity and mental connections and all that kind of stuff. Totally, totally, totally. And so what aspects do you girls have your eye on this week? I think I'm next, aren't I, Cass? Yeah. Yeah, You're going to do the uh, memory lane stuff. I was handing you the cancer baton. I know, I know. (laughs) I have to take it with care. I am a moon rising though, so I can can do a bit of cancer. You can. Um, I've seen it in action. I'm like, go, (laughs) Yushi. Are you talking about my... The way that you whipped up those those biscuits before we went to the zoo that day, I'm like... Not even I do that. Like, <laughs> it's such a fire moon where, you know, got half an hour before we're about ready to leave and then I'm just going to whip up a batch of biscuits. <laughs> I totally I forgot like, about that. that? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Fairy's moon rising. That's what does it. <laughs> I actually thought you were talking about my chocolate consumption, which I think is also down to a moon rising as well. It's, That's uh, impressive. You can put it away, girlfriend. <laughs> Here one, we're going to go on the next, a whole block of chocolate. But anyway, that's why I needed to go for a walk this morning. Um, <laughs> but interesting, we're talking about food because we'll be thinking a lot about food and all those things that nourish and nurture with Mercury moving into Cancer on Wednesday the 5th here. Um, I think that is still Tuesday the 4th, Correct. isn't it, in yeah. the US? Yeah. Uh, Because it's very early morning here. So, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'll be curious to hear you gals, your thoughts on this because it it is Mercury coming into this whole cancer piece, this whole what has been described as a, yeah, it's just a time with it coming into the territory of the North Node when we will be examining a lot of the territory that's been going on with the eclipses and the north-south node highlights in, well, it's mostly been the south node really over the last kind of three or four months. Mm. Um, but before going down into that territory, you know, that those, that trip down memory lane and, and looking at how we can, you know, what is informing us from the past that can help our future decisions, but not getting stuck in the past. You know what I mean? It's like being able to, like you said, Cass, what cuts of the meat are we going to feed into the grinder? Um, and perhaps allowing our past, our past experience to inform that, but not dictate it and Mm. really allowing 
you know, to be with the new, to be with the fresh, to be with the future, the North Node, but le- and, and letting leaving the past in the past, but not forgetting about the past. I don't know. You know, it's funny as a Scorpio, um, I really align with that whole I can forgive, but not forget. Oh, and yeah. I think oh that's, God, that's a- the most cliche Scorpio statement ever. Yep. And I, I absolutely can't. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's like it's once someone's hurt me, I can definitely let them back in, but there's a certain layer where they stay at and, and that's it. And I feel like, you know, this is potentially it too. But yeah, I mean, there's so much here about thinking about how we can grow things and nurturing things. And I think we've talked in a previous episode about the protective layers of, of, of cancer and the ability to be able to say no um and in our thoughts as well but I don't know I'm I'm just in a mercury babble 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 which I'm not really (laughs) used to not not being that mutable so I'll let you girls fill this out a little bit more I mean your thoughts on this Cass yeah mercury in cancer I mean it's um you know mercury chatty mercury in mute cancer and so it is kind of about thinking about our feelings. They may not always mm. be the most communicative. They may not always be the most clear. I mean, and we've had a little bit of uh, you know personal chat between us about some of the you know more negative qualities of cancer, and that can be a little bit of defensiveness or potentially like I've got feelings, but you know don't dare talk to me about them and don't you know. Yeah. Um, going into that denial space and as a cancer I can kind of own that I'm not uh, totally immune to it sometimes Um, and you know it's 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 that space where trying to just you know feel our feelings and describe them and I don't have mercury in cancer, but, you know, I know at times whether it's physical pain, you know, where, you know, having a baby or, you know, when I'm dealing with emotional pain, trying to articulate that feeling is one, for me personally, is one of the most challenging things. And I think that is a cancer thing, is trying to put to words the feelings. Um, And that's tricky for, you know, some people can do it really well and just hit the nail on the head. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. But mercury and cancer in of itself, it's very hard to do that. Um, And so, you know, this is, you know, we've got uh, Mars will be in cancer. We've got the North Node there. So it is kind of like this push or um, irritation, perhaps, that this is a thing that, giving voice to our feelings is something we may need to kind of work with at the moment, even if it is hard, even if it does push us into territory that, you know, may be a little bit um, put us on the back foot um, initially, but definitely um, is kind of worth it, I think. You know, that uh, pre-meat grinder kind of like, let's talk the feelings out, you know, try and uh, work all of that stuff. So, Yeah, I think it can be very, um, if you're willing to do it and if you're willing to go there, I think it can actually be sort of pseudo productive in a way, like, and very useful to go down that Mercury and Cancer road, even if the feelings don't kind of make sense and they feel all confusing and you're sidestepping the issue or you're putting those walls up. I mean, sometimes you have to go through that process before you can, you know, reveal the underlayers, which Cancer is famous for. It always takes a bit of poking and prodding, I think, to draw out what a cancer really wants or feels. It's not out there. 
Mm. No, it's very private. I mean, cancer is such a protective sign. It's so sensitive that Mercury in Cancer is being asked to try and decipher these kind of moody sensitivities. And that's, you know, the way that we all think is going to shift for this three weeks um, because it's about three weeks that Mercury moves through Cancer. And for some of us, it's going to feel like there's more of a sluggish mental energy where it's harder to get clarity or it's harder to make decisions. Planets in Cancer have this you know, it's associated with the crab, which is a planet that, a, an animal, sorry, that moves sideways. So mm. Mercury in Cancer is not being as direct or as linear or as clear as we might like, but rather going around in circles. I always think of planets in Cancer sometimes as like, you know, a dog circling the mat, trying to get comfortable or find yeah. a, a nice spot. And they go around and around a little bit before they plonk themselves down. And I think sometimes planets in Cancer do that as well. Like, they're aware oh, yeah. of the sensitivity, you know, they don't want to go straight to the point. It's hard to articulate. And so they circle. It's like, you know, they're just going around and around a bit. And But if you just wait and you go back and forward and you do that lovely reflective listening, you can get to the, you know, the dog sitting down, which is the light bulb moment, basically. Mm. Finding we that exact spot of something. comfort. Yeah, exactly. We can offer them something to eat that will help draw out the feelings. <laughs> Did anybody ever read that book? Um, I think it was called Kitchen Table Wisdom or something. Yes. Like, I think I probably read yes. it like 12 Didn't years ago. Didn't you recommend that, Leish? Yes. Yeah, I, I got given book. it when I was counselling, studying counselling. Yeah, it's awesome and that's perfect for this. Isn't and as it? Well, yeah. yeah. It's this beautiful book. I've probably got it somewhere actually. I'll disappear under the desk in a minute and have a look. But, um, yeah, it's just a beautiful book of those kind of wisdoms and it's, it is It's such a feminine sign. It's those conversations that happen with women around a cup of tea and a beautifully baked cake at the table when we're just mm. empathising and sharing and listening and feeling um, each other's each other's pain, each other's joy, each other's you know heartaches, and each other's warm parts. And it's just yeah, that that beauty that can happen when it's just in those close conversations with with really yeah. intimate people. It also makes me think about um, Brené Brown and her whole thing of it's hard to hate people up close, mm, so move yeah. in. It's like sometimes cancer can be overprotective. It can it can create that that wall too much. So it's almost like look at those places and those people in particular you can let the wall down with and have those vulnerable conversations and allow them in closer to you and you to move in closer to them because mm. that's the other thing about the crab. It's all beautiful and squishy on the inside um, and that's that thing about cancers. They've just got these beautiful hearts and so sharing of that place and being intimate with others from that place really can bring a whole new connection, you know, which is what Gemini wants to do. Yeah, I remember years ago having, oh, I don't know, like this discussion that just felt like it lasted for hours with an ex. And I can't even remember, like we just went in on so many tangents and things like that. And then he said something at the end to me about, you know, why did we have to do this massive circle around just to get to this point? And it's like, have you ever eaten a crab? You know how hard you got to work to get to that good stuff and how little of it you get? It, you know. <laughs> <laughs> And that, I just left him at that because he wasn't really into astrology, so but he loved his seafood. So, <laughs> so I was like, 
that's how hard you got to work if you want to get into the center. So it's true, it. but there's yeah. real joy. There's real sweetness when you do the hard work. Yeah. And, you know, nothing keeps a cancer happy. Like as we were talking about, you know, and it, having, you know, people at my kitchen table, me, you know, feeding them and making them cups of tea is just joy for me, you know, and the conversations that come out of that. So mercury and cancer does have all that, you know, if you, you know, take that time a little bit, um, mm. you know, make the effort, the reward is there in terms of connection and, and getting that communication happening. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah, and I guess. Being, sorry, sorry, being ladies. someone who was just recently fed at your table. <laughs> <laughs> it is that, you know, the, the comfort that a cancer can bring just really, there's a a flow and an ease of of. Like when you feel comfortable, you open up. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's that's the kind of thing. It's it's going in slowly and circling around. But yeah. Sorry, Kel, Definitely. I cut you off. That's okay. No, no, I can't even remember. It can't have been important. Um, so where to next, gals? I think it's I think Mercury it's Uranus or we're talking about Venus and Gemini now. Yeah, well, we've got, you know, Mercury changing signs and Venus changes signs. So according to my calendar, which I've formulated for the U.S. dates while I'm in the U.S., that happens on Saturday the 8th. Is that the same for us in Australia, Leishi? No, it's actually 11 a.m. on Sunday the 9th. Okay, sorry, yeah, the other way. So, yeah, we've got, you know, Venus moving into Gemini. So she's out of Taurus, you know, her home sign and into busy Gemini. So this definitely, again, compounds that, butterfly kind of pollination that we had while Mercury was there. So, you know, Venus in Gemini is definitely, you know, if you want to get close to people, it's through that mental connection. It's being able to communicate, share ideas, share thoughts, um, you know, go to a bookshop together on a first date or something like that. You know, it's definitely that, um, the socializing, the chattiness, getting together with friends or talking on the phone and all of those types of things as well. And, um, you know, I know, I mean, in just really pop astrology, you know, Gemini, Venus and Gemini gets such a bad rap and I don't think that's very fair. Um, I, you know, yeah, there is that variety as the spice of life, of course, but that doesn't have to only equal one thing, you know. It's about getting, drawing uh, inspiration or support or those Venusian things from a variety of sources. Um, and keeping your options open is definitely a thing as well. Like I find sometimes, you know, I have a lot of Gemini in my chart and so I attracted a lot of that as well. You know, we're always looking for our other half, right? So, um, and the thing is, you know, when I'm trying to connect with my Gemini intense friends, you never get a lockdown date with them. Everything's in flow, everything's in flux, or it might be this time, it might be that day, and you don't always, um, nothing's locked until it's happening, you know what I mean? Like, so, um, you know, that can be sometimes, you know, if you're a fixed person, that's really frustrating to deal with, but everything's in flow and in flux with Gemini, which can be really exciting because then anything can happen, you know, like mm. that plan for the unexpected or, you know, those, well, it seems like an eon ago now, like I'm, you know, 
pushing 42, but remember those times when you're in your 20s and you don't want to go out on a certain Friday night or Saturday night, and then you spontaneously, it ends up happening and it's the best night ever. And Mm -hmm. that's like what I love about that sort of Gemini thing where you don't really have a hard and fast plan around what you're doing and where you're going. And then it opens up that opportunity for what might be. And that's kind of, you know, exciting too. So that what mutable, are your thoughts? Yeah, that exactly. Going with the flow of just, yeah, not having fixed plans. Yeah. Like New Year's Eve always mm. sucks because it's always so planned you unless put, something yeah. throws a spanner in the works at the last minute. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so it's all, you know, the next few weeks with Venus and Gemini can bring a lot of pleasure, Venus, through things that you don't plan or you don't expect or you haven't got in lockdown. So, um, and then that's where that, you know, Venusian joy comes, you know, oh, you know, these friends are going to join us and, oh, yeah, more the merrier and um, rather than kind of having a, a social schedule kind of lockdown or what have you. So, um, definitely, you know, anything can happen. And, and usually when you're in that mindset or that space, you get that pleasure or joy or fun or sense of togetherness through experiences or through people or through connections that you wouldn't have thought otherwise. You get, often end up with some a better experience for it anyway. So <clears throat> what are your yeah. thoughts on it, Kel? Um, Venus in, yeah, I think Venus in Gemini, she's so curious that she doesn't tend to prejudge in the way Venus in other signs might. So she's very open to what might be rather than coming in with firm expectations. Mm. Um, you know, she it is Venus in a sign ruled by Mercury. So she's very interested in ideas, in information, in humans in general. But this also speaks to me of like finding pleasure in learning, like listening to podcasts or reading a book or taking a webinar of some kind. Like there's a a joy or a pleasure, if you like, or a satisfaction that comes from bringing in new information. Now, Venus and Gemini isn't necessarily going to want to take like a two-year master's program in something, but she'll happily, you know, maybe give an hour, maybe 45 minutes to learn a few new things. Um, So that idea of the curiosity And I also thought too, you know, Venus in Gemini speaks a lot to um, beauty. And and so if you think about where in your chart do you have the sign of Gemini, you know, that house area or those topics, those areas of your life, they're really getting quite turbocharged this week because we've had the new moon in Gemini at the start of the week to get you, give you that once a year jumpstart in the Gemini part of your chart. And then at the end of the week, we've got Venus coming in to really help you beautify and make this place prettier or more comfortable or help you find more harmony and compromising connections. So I think Venus in Gemini is going to be really good for deliberation and discussion, helping people Mm. find that kind of, if not common ground, at least air different points of view. You know, she's more articulate and more communicative than Venus in Taurus has been. Yeah, totally. I love that idea of, you know, beautiful communication in a way, you know, how can you, how can you talk about beauty or speak about beauty? And it makes me think about Adele who has Venus in Gemini in her chart, you know, that beautiful voice that she has, that she shares with the whole world. Um, That's what I was just, 
on my phone just checking then because I thought that she had that, you know, really being able to to put that out into the world. And as well, one thing about Gemini too is is the comedy, is the fun, is the lightness, um, kind of like you were talking about earlier, Cass, of just really enjoying getting into those bright light spaces with our friends and and being funny and having, you know, even the practical jokes that Gemini can often play, you know, really having a value for that, almost that Peter Pan quality of that youthful nature of how can we bring that into our connections and how can we bring that Mm. into our relationships? How can we lighten up? Because there is a lot of serious stuff going on at the moment. So it's kind of all, all, all a bit nice that we've got this, Venus valuing a bit of lightness and Venus valuing a bit of fun and humor and play um, in all of this. So, you know, it makes me think about, I think Sandra Bullock has Venus in Gemini as well. And I know that Chris Pratt does as well. You know, they're people with this quite dry sense of humor, really quick one-liners that can just make it a lot easier. Like here's an example. When I was giving birth, um, I've, a friend came in and offered to be a doula and my husband was so freaked out. He could not cope with the fact that I was in pain. This was my first child. And my friend is a nurse. She's seen it all. Uh, So she just came in and she just cracked joke after joke after joke after joke. And A, it lifted up my husband and made him um, kind of take his head out of the situation that I was I was a screamer. I screamed and screamed, but also it helped me because it was like, I could laugh and it took my mind off the hardness. It took my mind off the contractions. So in between those times, cause I had like a 76 hour labor with my daughter. So it was kind of that, that lightness that helped bring some, I don't know, shine between the cracks so of the of all the heaviness that was that birth experience. So nothing like a bit of comic relief. <sighs> Totally funny, you know, like definitely yeah. down for that. <laughs> yeah, relief. Relief is the perfect word for it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's definitely that kind of, you know, the, the comic factor, the round table discussions, the sharing of ideas and getting that mm. connection. You know, that's what I love about that Venus and Gemini energy, you know, and there is this um there's not a desire to have or hold or own it's just being there in the moment and that's can be really refreshing yeah yeah totally yeah venus and gemini definitely has a light touch for sure cool so what's what's the next thing what else are we talking about we might be very quiet week. week I think we've we've chatted about everything we wanted to touch on. Is there anything else you guys want to add? What have you guys got going on? Um, well, I'm somewhere in the northwest right now doing a very Geminian thing where I have really no plans and no um, anything going on. So I'll probably be somewhere between Ashland and Seattle. I have no idea. So nice. just, you know randoming it around town love it you'll be uh, on the the gemini trail yeah what about you kel i will be getting ready for my next online class uh which is on an introduction to traditional astrology so it's a three-part class that starts next week monday june 10th and it basically introduces students to some of the main concepts in traditional astrology things like 
whole fine houses, planetary condition, the idea of sect, you know, the difference between day and night charts. So if you've been studying astrology for a little while and you've been hearing a little bit about this traditional astrology thing and you need more info, then this class is designed to answer some of those questions and basically give you a chance to learn the basic techniques of traditional astrology and then have a go at interpreting your chart from that perspective. What's different? What's the same? What makes more sense? That type of thing. So yeah, I'll be getting ready for that. What about you, Leish? What do you have on this week? That sounds awesome, Kel. Um, I'm still doing my Foundations of Astrology course. I think we'll be up to week six by then. And that will be the last week of my 50% off consults. So if anyone is on the, yep, if anyone hasn't booked in yet for that, then please head over to my website and book yourself in. It's a great deal. And nothing else much really. I guess I'll just be doing consults and I've got my new moon group. No, not that week. I think it'll be the week before. So you can tell I haven't, I haven't locked it in yet, so I've got to work it out, but yes, it will be happening. So keep an eye out for details for that on Leisha's website. And I think that's it from us this week, gals. And we'll see everyone next week. Yep. Great. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, gals. Talk to you soon. Bye, Kel. Bye, Bye, Cass. Bye. Bye.